0: You know, my husband had been grinding away in his corporate job that he was, you know, quote, supposed to get like this idea that a lot of us have in our minds of like, go to school, go to college, get a job. So he'd been doing this for a decade now and he was miserable and I knew he didn't love his job and he had had a couple different, you know, just business jobs, climbing the corporate ladder kind of a thing. But we so quickly started having kids and I had my business and it was just kind of like, okay, you go to work, that's what you do.
1: Welcome to the Homeschool CEO Podcast, the podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs who want to successfully homeschool their kids while running a profitable business. In this podcast, we'll reveal the truth of what it really looks like behind the scenes of an entrepreneur who homeschools and how to make it all work. If you're an entrepreneur who currently homeschools or you want to start, you are in the right place, my friend. With 16 years' experience combining entrepreneurship with homeschooling, I'm your host, Jen Myers, and this is the Homeschool CEO Podcast. Have you ever dreamed of retiring your husband? Or maybe just wondered what that could possibly look like between running your business and homeschooling your kids? If retiring your husband has ever crossed your mind, today's episode is for you. Today's guest, Tavia Redburn, teaches photographers how to fill their calendars with ideal clients through her online courses. She owns a busy photography studio in Yukon, Oklahoma, and she photographs births and motherhood. Tavia retired her husband back in 2018 while homeschooling her three kids. And now she teaches other photographers how to use strategic marketing systems to build their photography empire while being present with their kids. She is on a mission to show families that they too can break out of that traditional graduate, go to college, get a job mold that we've all been conditioned to believe is the American dream. And her saying that you're gonna hear her say over and over if you have a passion, There is a reason. She was excited to come on and just share her journey to let you know that whatever your desire is, it's possible. But before you meet Tavia, I want to share a quick listener love note. Melissa Corkum, who is a parenting coach, said the following about our podcast. She said, found my people. It's so great to connect to a community who understands the unique life of balancing entrepreneurship and homeschooling. Melissa, I am so thankful that you are part of our community because really, Homeschool CEO is all about the community. All right, without further ado, I'm excited for you to meet Tavia and be inspired to dream bigger. Let's get started. Tavia, welcome to the Homeschool CEO podcast today. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. All right. I already told our audience a little bit about you, but why don't you share a little bit more about yourself? Tell us who you
0: are. Okay. A little bit or a lot? Cause it's about, <laughs> you're about to hear the Tavia rundown. Well, you know, Jen, I don't know if you know this, but my husband and I were both actually homeschooled and we met in a homeschool co-op cause people are always like, wait, you were homeschooled. How did you meet each other? You know, people always kind of give you that like side eye. <laughs> it's like, we're not related. Um, There were co-ops back then and we met in a homeschool co-op. And so we dated in high school, got married really young at 19 and 20. And he went to college like you're supposed to, got a quote, good job. And we started our family, went on our merry way. And I actually, so I'm a photographer. I'm a birth and newborn photographer here in Oklahoma City. And I also trained birth photographers through my online courses, how to grow their businesses and get certified in birth photography. And I first picked up a camera in 2009 and started my photography business soon after that. And so in that time, we had three kids and decided to homeschool them as well. Like we had been homeschooled, so it was kind of already on our minds to start homeschooling. And so when our oldest was school age, we decided to to give it a shot with homeschooling. 2015, I opened up my photography studio here in Oklahoma City, and things were going really well in business, in life. Like things were really good. And if it's okay, I'm going to get a little extra personal. Absolutely. But it's a, it's an important part of the story. And I've shared this story on my podcast and also with my Husband's permission. But if you fast forward to 2017, you know, my husband had been grinding away in his corporate job that he was, you know, quote, supposed to get like this idea that a lot of us have in our minds of like, go to school, go to college, get a job. So he'd been doing this for a decade now. And he was miserable and I knew he didn't love his job. And he had had a couple different, you know, just business jobs, climbing the corporate ladder kind of a thing. But we so quickly started having kids and I had my business and it was just kind of like, okay, you go to work. That's what you do. So I was loving what I was doing. Like I had a thriving business. I was super, super busy. So I tried to encourage him to follow passions. And I was like, you know, what are you excited about? Like, I want you to be excited about work. Like I'm excited about work. What are you excited about? And he told me his passion was acting and filmmaking to which I selfishly said, okay, cool. But like, I need you to do something that makes money. (laughs) Like we live in Oklahoma. Um, I need your passion to be something that makes money. So I would quickly divert the conversation and be like, what about this? And what about this? And he would be like, yeah, but what I'm really passionate about is acting and filmmaking. And so this was probably 2016, 2017, my business was doing the best it had been doing ever. Like it was growing crazy fast. At that time we had a dream to retire him someday. Like it was on my radar to retire him from his nine to five, but it was like a five to 10 year plan because my studio was doing well, but after expenses, I was only about half of what we needed to live as a family of five to live comfortably. So early 2018, my husband was completely miserable in life, in business, and he decided that we needed to spend some time, I shouldn't say he's decided, we decided to spend some time apart. And so we'd gone to counseling here and there over the years, but he was so, he was just so much more miserable than I even realized, like in his career and what he had been dealing with. And he is such a good man. He is such a hard worker, but he just, I just didn't understand what he was going through. So like I said, it had been a really long time of him of him doing this work that he hated and so and like literally dreading to go to work each day and that's why i'm super passionate about what i do now and helping women and families break free of that because i know how miserable he was during that time of just like dreading sunday nights because he knew he, he meant it meant he had to go to work on monday and i know that there are a lot of families um husbands and wife alike who who deal with that And so, and it doesn't have to be that way. (laughs) Like, that's what a message is. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. So thankfully, um, through perseverance from both of us and God clearly intervening, we were only separated for a little bit of time, like literally a few days, but it felt like forever. It felt like my world was completely shattered. All I wanted to do was get my family back together. Like, that's all that I cared about. That's all that I focused on. And today our marriage is better than ever, like better than the day we got married. We are partners in life and our relationship just has done a complete 180 since early 2018. And so we're just so thankful for everything that we've been through to get to this point. So in the summer of 2018, so just a few months after, and I'll never forget this, we were sitting in the driveway Jen, you can just shut me up at any point if you want to. <laughs> no, no, no. No, this is good. Keep okay. going, Tavia. Keep going. Okay. Um, They're sitting in the driveway. So, yeah, I just remember it so clearly. We were sitting in the driveway and my husband was like, hey, my boss at work said that um, things aren't really going well with me here. And he's given me the opportunity to step down and he'll keep paying me for another couple of weeks. But basically it sounds like they want to fire me. And like our marriage was amazing at this point. Like it had only been a few months, but I mean, it was just, both of us were like, this is what we want. Like, we want to figure this out. Like we want our family to be together. We want to be t- with each other. I mean, we've been together literally half of our lives at this point. Cause we started dating when I was 15. And so, um, we're like, this is what we want. So things were great on that front, but on the career front, he's like, you know, I might be getting fired soon. And so, this was completely out of character for me because I really like to be in control. I like for things to be predictable. Um, and I just said, what if you quit? Like, what if you just quit? And we just fast forward our plan a little bit and see how it goes just living on my income. And It felt like, even as the words are coming out of my mouth, I was like, this is so not like me. But after everything we had just been through, I didn't even care. Like, I just wanted him to be doing something he loved. I wanted to keep our family together. And so it was terrifying, but I just thought, why not? Like, why not? We might as well give it a shot. That's what kept like, what do we have to lose is what kept coming up in my head. And so you know, once we realized for us at that point, nothing else mattered. Like we could sell our cars. We could go never go on a vacation again. We could live out of our cars. I didn't even care. I was just like, I want us to be together. I want our family to be happy. Let's just go for it. And it was so, 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 so out of character for me to mention that. Like normally I was like, we have to have this much money in savings. My business has to be producing this and that. Like that was my five to 10 year plan. And God was like, actually, we're going to do this way earlier than you thought. And I'm actually just going to lay out and throw it in your face and you're going to do it. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And so we just decided to go for it. And that was two and a half years ago. So today my businesses make multiple six figures a year. We still homeschool our three kids. Now my husband primarily does the homeschooling. He gets to act and do films here in Oklahoma city. Now he's learning how to invest and learning about the stock market this last year. Like We just live freely. Like we can just do whatever we want, owning our own business and homeschooling. And there was one time really in particular, I remember just realizing like, oh my gosh, we're doing what we always said we wanted to do. I was walking around the neighborhood, stressed out about something that had just happened in the business. And I was like, we can just leave. I just want to go to the beach. I just need to see the water. Like we're in landlocked Oklahoma. I want to go to the beach. And it was a Wednesday and we left on Monday, like literally we're just able to go, okay, like this is the kind of life we want. We want the kind of life where we can just pick up and go. And so with a couple days notice, we just went to the beach and like, that's the kind of life that we get to have now. And I'm super, super thankful. It doesn't even feel real sometimes. So that's my story. (laughs)
1: Wow. So many wow moments. So I honestly thought you were going to say something like, you know, we planned, we had this much in the bank because that's the way that like my mind would process that as the analytical left brain mind, you know, that I would want it all planned out. But it's so funny because one of my one-on-one business coaching clients right now, she is so excited. Lauren, if you're, when you're listening to this, she is so excited for this episode to come out because she's in a similar situation where, you know, without going into details, spouse husband doesn't particularly love the job and so she's going how can I make this work and so she wants to have it all planned out and same thing but it's you know may be able to fast forward this so I have some questions because I know this is what our audience is asking a lot of our women it's their dream to be able to retire their husbands I mean this is something but it might be a five or ten year off dream it may not be like tomorrow so I have some questions about just like the tactical things one at what point. So you said you were making, you were making multiple six figures. Now you are, but what were you making when you retired him?
0: Um, I think that I was making maybe around a hundred probably. Okay. And was that take home or was that gross in the business? No, that was gross into the business.
1: Wow. So you were bringing home what, 50 or 60,000 probably after all of the expenses? Probably less. Wow. I mean, obviously this plan wouldn't work in like California, but in Oklahoma city. Right. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like I'm in Iowa. So I always want to preface some of the things I say, like I'm in Iowa. So the cost of living is a little bit different. So you said that you had intended to like, you guys were talking about retiring him, but then it just kind of came out. So I find that really fascinating. Has there ever been a point over the last couple of years when you're like, man, I wish I hadn't retired him.
0: Absolutely not. Every single day. I'm so thankful. Like I journal it all the time. I look around and I tell him, I'm like, can you believe this is our life? Like even, yeah. Okay. No,
1: (laughs) (laughs) love it. So what kind of pushback did you get from other people around you? Because growing up in a, you know, homeschooling environment, it's very often taught that the man is the breadwinner. I mean, it's not that the women can't work, but you almost, it's almost unheard of that the woman would be the sole breadwinner. So what was that like telling your family and friends? Yeah. My husband quit his job. I retired him. He's, he's not going back anywhere.
0: You know, it's funny because I, uh, living in Oklahoma, I grew up very conservatively. Like I was homeschooled growing up. I was a rule follower and I probably still am to some degree. Like I am not a rebel. I am a firstborn type a, uh, rule follower. And so it, it was like, literally was just a desire that we had that we pursued. It wasn't necessarily I didn't, I guess I didn't really care, which is strange for me. I didn't really care what other people had to say or what they thought, because I knew that this is what was right for our family. The only person I cared about what, what they thought was my husband, because I didn't want him to feel, um, you know, less than, or like, I don't, I'm trying to think of the right word. I didn't want him to feel like lower than me, or I didn't want him to feel like I was like robbing his masculinity, like I suppose. Manhood. Yeah. 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 And absolutely. so that was my only concern. Um, because I I just we just didn't really care what other people had to say. So in the community, like we were involved in a co-op that he started to come to, which was great. Um, we would both go together. And he was the only husband there ever. Um, but you know, it was interesting after that more and more dads started showing up. Like it was almost like he um like made it okay. Like the fact that he was there made it okay. And other dads that like worked for themselves or had the ability or whatever would start coming to co-op, which was really cool. So to answer your question, I would say people were excited for us mostly. Like we really didn't get a lot of pushback. People were motivated and exp- and excited for us. The only person who I cared what he thought was my husband and he was fine with all of it.
1: So how did you not, or like, how did you balance that still honoring him and helping him feel like masculine, maybe the head of the house, if you know, uh, without, while still being able to provide all of the income, how did you, because you said like you didn't want, you didn't want to rob
0: him of that. How did you balance that? We just look at our relationship as a couple, as well as, as a family, like we're a team and we just really don't assign traditional gender roles to things. So, you know, he does most of the cooking. He, he doesn't care. (laughs) Like he's not one of these guys that's like, I've got to provide. He does provide just not in the traditional way that people might think, you know, financially, but it's in the same way that a woman, you know, in this traditional model would provide for her family. He provides for me because he has freed up so much of my time. Like he does provide for the family and that he has freed me up to have more time to grow the businesses and focus on what I need to focus on by taking over homeschooling and all of that. So he does provide just not in a financial way. I love that perspective. Okay. What was the most impactful thing
1: you did for your business to scale it to the point where you could retire your husband?
0: Great question. Um, I think consistency is what I preach to my, to my community all the time and consistency in just what you're doing and who you're showing up for. I think that I was able to grow quickly in my business because I chose a specialty, because I niched down. Um, photography is a really wide net. Like there's a lot of ways that you can be a photographer. And so I chose to niche down to what I loved, which was birth photography. And nobody was doing birth photography. This is, you know, 2012 when I started, it was when I shot my first birth and nobody was doing birth photography. So I really carved out a niche for myself that was unheard of. And I really think that that helped me stand out once people understood what it was and why they needed it. I then became the go to girl for that. So it would have been easy for me to niche down to that and then expand really quickly and start doing a bunch of other things. But instead, I really doubled down on um, consistently not only showing up with my marketing and in my community and on social media and email and all the things that we know we quote should be doing, but also consistently delivering the same product, like the same thing, the same offering over and over and over so that in my community, people began to know me as the birth photographer. So consistency in all those ways, as well as niching down, I think, especially in the earlier years of my business, really helped me grow quickly.
1: Ooh, that is so good. That's something I talk to my clients about too, is niching down is just, It's probably the number one thing you can do if you really want to scale. Because the simpler it is, like the more narrowed the focus is, the faster you're going to be able to get systems and template things and get known for it because, you know, it's kind of like when I was doing Facebook ads, I only did health and wellness. So that is what people came to me for. I didn't do any creatives or anybody like that. I only served health and wellness people. And that was a single, I would tell people the same thing, like that niching all the way down makes such a difference. All right, so from where you started to where you are now, What do you think, what are some of the biggest mindset shifts that you've had to have? Just to scale to the point where, like, one of the things that we talk about when I talk with a couple of my clients who their goals are to retire their husbands, they feel a lot of pressure. Like, what if, as self-employed, what if I have a bad month and I can't provide? What if the business goes under? What mindset shifts have you had to have to really take
0: that on? That's a great question, and I don't know um, (laughs) if... I, I don't know how faith-based your listeners are. I am very, um, I follow Jesus. Like I listen to God and he constantly over and over has shown up whenever I get to the end of the month, you know, of course you have savings and like all the things that you know you need to do, right? Right. Um, But yeah, slow months happen and it's not like we trail off into the sunset and never have a problem again. You know what I mean? And it's not that everything is always perfect and every launch goes perfectly and every month we're filled with clients. It's not that you do the things that, you know, work and then faith for me kind of fills in the rest Um, because I can't tell you how many times we've gotten to the end of the month And I'll get a client pay in full or I'll get a random affiliate commission or I'll get whatever that dumps in my lap. I'm like, oh, hey, God, I see you. Cool. Thanks. Like he's got me. So I just, I, I don't even worry about it. Like if I start to worry about it, I pray about it. I talk to him about it and then I get back to work.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that you're not even dwelling on it. You know, you're just praying and releasing it and going on and doing what needs to be done. Love it. All right. What advice would you give to other moms who have that desire to retire their husband? You know, maybe right now their husband is in that nine to five that they just hate and they're at home homeschooling these kids, building their business, you know, and doing things kind of in those pockets of time as, you know, because you were at the beginning building your business and homeschooling. What advice would you give that
0: mom? Yeah, that's good. I always say if you have a passion, there's a reason. And not everybody loves to do the thing that you love to do. And so remembering that, you know, when you're in it, sometimes it feels like, oh, everybody does this. It can feel really overwhelming to feel like, oh, well, everybody's a photographer, or everybody is an online coach, or everybody does the thing that I want to do. But the truth is, that's not true. (laughs) It just feels that way. It's like when you buy a new car. And you look around and suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, everybody has this car. No, you're just more aware of it because now you have that car. And so it's the same kind of thing. Like if you have a passion There's a reason that you want to retire your husband because trust me, especially if you're a homeschool mom, not everybody wants to do that. Like that's a pretty unique thing to want to do. And so I believe that you have that passion for a reason. It's not random. And so grounding myself in that before doing anything else has always been so helpful because I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing this is what I'm made to do. This is why we've gone through everything we've gone through in our life is for this. And so then it just comes down to, You know, the tactical things that I know your community, like you talk about all the time, Jen, of like time management and sticking to the things that matter in what you're doing in in your work, understanding what's making you money and what's not, not trying to do everything just because somebody told you to do it or because a guru said this is the new hot thing, you know, when it comes to social media or email or text communication or whatever, it's like no, I have a limited amount of time and I need to focus on my niched down singular product activity that I know is going to bring me revenue. And once I have that dialed in, I can move on to the next thing. But it's, it's dialing that piece in first before jumping around and moving on to new things. Because as entrepreneurs, we always have new ideas. We always have new things that we want to implement. So my advice would be, ground yourself in what you know is true, which is you have this desire. It's there for a reason. And then focus on those revenue generating activities, one niche, one thing, and grow big.
1: Oh, love it. So good. And last question, what does your family routine look like now on a, you know, on an average day with your husband home?
0: <laughs> um, it's so great. <laughs>
1: I'm thinking, you know, I'm just, I'm putting myself in the shoes. Sorry, y'all. I give my guests the list of questions usually so they kind of know what's coming. And I didn't give this one because I just thought of it for Tavia. So if she has to take a second and think about it. Totally cool. Um, I'm just thinking, I can just feel that mom, you know, listening to this going, what would retiring my husband look like? Like what? It. I don't know. I want to do it. I have a desire but I'm not quite sure what that would look like on the day-to-day while homeschooling the kids. Like, what does that look like for you?
0: Yeah, and I said it's so great. Like, that was genuine. That wasn't, like, me trying to think, honestly. (laughs) It was me thinking, like, they're outside playing right now. I know it's January, and it's probably cold in a lot of places. It happens to be a warmish day right now. Our days look, like, pretty normal in the sense of, like, I wake up, I don't know how detailed you want me to end like granular you want me to get, but basically I wake up super early. I do my morning routine. I work and my husband, Philip handles all the kids stuff. So they get up make breakfast, do their school. We're not super like strict and regimented on the homeschool front. We have things that they know they need to get done, but it's by no means is it 8 AM. We do this 8:30 We do this nine. We do this. They've got their things. They have to get done, but they go over to grandparents. Sometimes we have play dates. Sometimes we meet friends at the park and they have to get it kind of done in between. And so I am almost always closing my computer by four or five o'clock so that we can spend family time together. Our kids are in sports, you know, all that like parent stuff that we do in the evenings, but it's so, it's just everything that we wanted it to be. It's so like perfect because we're just spending all this time together as a family and doing school and doing life together. And I, and I feel like maybe I'm making it sound a little bit extra like rainbow and butterfly, but (laughs) it's not like, (laughs) I, it's just, You know it's not super structured like i do my work and they do their thing and we all get done what we need to get done our homeschool philosophy is teaching our kids to think critically and think for themselves and learn how to make those decisions and to love learning everything that we do in our schooling goes through that filter we want them to love learning and we want them to think critically for themselves love jesus that's that's our homeschool plan So yeah, that's, that's what a typical day looks like Monday through Friday is me working, them doing their school, sports, family time.
1: Love it. Love it. All right, Tavia, I know our, our women
0: are going to want to reach out to you. Where can they find you online? Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I love Instagram. Um, somebody stole, not stole. Somebody already had my, (laughs) my at on Instagram. So it's underscore the beauty and birth underscore on Instagram. Um, I'm also on clubhouse at Tavia Redburn. I would love to connect with you guys on clubhouse, but Instagram DMS is where I hang out. Awesome. And we'll be sure to put all of those
1: links in the show notes as well. Well, thank you so much. This has been a blast. All right. I want to know, do you want to retire your husband? Is that something that you dream of in your family? Or have you already retired your husband? Either way, I want to know. Reach out, DM me, share your biggest takeaway from this episode. I would love to connect with you more off the podcast in our community. And as always, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Hey friend, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to head over to Apple Podcast and leave a review. I really appreciate it. And for more information on connecting with other homeschool CEOs just like you, be sure to check out our website at www.homeschoolceo.com. And as always, Team Homeschool CEO, you ladies inspire me. Thank you for always showing others what is possible. You guys are awesome. See you next week.